the Public News Service Daily Newscast, January the 3rd, 2023. I'm Mike Clifford. It is a brand new year, and consumer auto safety groups are hoping to avoid further deaths from faulty Takata airbags by raising awareness about the ongoing recall. More than 41 million vehicles are affected from 34 brands from model years 2000 to 2018. Michael Brooks with the Center for Auto Safety warns that the ammonium nitrate that causes the airbags to inflate has become unstable and can explode with even a small fender bender. So when there's an airbag trigger, that means that you're just going to have an uncontrolled explosion. That, that instead of pushing the gas into the airbag, simply destroys the entire housing of the airbag, sends shrapnel out towards the driver or the passenger, and causes injuries or death. I'm Suzanne Potter. The repairs are free, and some manufacturers are even offering $100 gift cards to entice people to bring in their vehicles. People can check to see if the vehicle is on the recall list on the website, safeairbags.com. And in November, Colorado voters approved the largest source of dedicated funding to address affordable housing and homelessness in the state's history. And as lawmakers debate priorities for almost $300 million generated through Proposition 123 in the upcoming legislative session, Kathy Alderman with the Colorado Coalition for the Homeless says her group and other advocates will be working to ensure that investments are in sync with what voters wanted. Voters intended this money to go to homelessness resolution up through homeownership. Voters intended this money to provide rental housing for people at moderate to low incomes. Prop 123 will tap 0.1% of tax dollars collected, and proponents say it will add 10,000 additional affordable housing units per year. Opponents argued that creating a separate funding pool for housing could impact the state's ability to address other core needs. Others warned the measure would deny Colorado taxpayers $145 million in Tabor refunds in the first year alone. I'm Eric Galatis. Even if the measure reaches its goals, Colorado will still be short on the number of available affordable units compared with demand. Now from the Hill, Kevin McCarthy has already moved into the Speaker's office, even as an influential conservative group urges members to vote against him, unless he concedes to key rules changes. With the House slated to vote today on who will command the gavel, McCarthy remains short of the needed 218 votes. The Hill notes, absent a sudden flip among his detractors, McCarthy's bid for the gavel will prompt a historically rare showdown, marking just the second time since the Civil War that the race could go beyond one ballot. This is Public News Service. The cost of farmland has skyrocketed, putting the dream of working land out of reach for many young farmers. In Ohio, land transfers between retiring landowners and aspiring farmers are seen as a solution to keep land affordable and out of the hands of developers. Sharon Mache and her husband own Meadow Farm and Preserve in Fayette County. She explains that in order to acquire the 30-acre property from a retiring farm couple they knew personally, they worked out a seller-financed loan. It's so hard for older farmers to figure out how to get their farms out there. They don't understand social media. They don't understand how to find small farmers, but there's so many of them out there that'd be willing to do something like we did. 
Mesh adds they have three years to secure a regular loan or pay the remaining amount for the property from their own funds. In the meantime, the farm's previous owners function as the mortgage lender. She and her husband will make interest-only payments to them. Mesh points to heartlandfarmlink.org. Nadia Ramlagan reporting. And five in ten voters say their confidence in the public school system has decreased since the COVID crisis and over the past year. According to data from the National Bureau of Economic Research, reading and math scores in West Virginia dropped significantly during the course of the pandemic. Former Democratic governor and now educational consultant Bob Wise says nearly 60% of voters and parents strongly agree that states and school districts should be using federal relief dollars to support public schools. What our polling data shows us is people don't want to go back just to normal in education. They want a new normal. They weren't that happy before. In West Virginia, programs like Sparking Early Literacy Growth are helping school districts implement new approaches to help students regain losses in reading and in comprehension. Finally, our Alex Gonzalez lets us know the state of Utah has allocated a total of $15 million to wastewater reuse projects in southern Utah. The Southern Utah Reuse ARPA grant program has provided the funding to 12 municipalities conservancies, and service districts. It prioritizes projects that mitigate the impacts of drought in rural communities and in the agricultural sector. John Mackey with the Utah Division of Water Quality says the goal is to make the best use of Utah's water resources while simultaneously conserving them. As a result of these projects, we'll get better water quality. We'll have higher levels of treatment, levels of treatment needed for reuse of of wastewater to make sure that the water is safe and that it's clean for all its uses. Developers have to have projects completed by December the 31st of 2026. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported. Hear us on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.